What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the president of the United States of Mar-a-Lago, Mr. Donald J. Trump. I love the gloating. The it's like uh, it's like you're the Lion King. How are you doing, uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump? Uh, well, a lot better than the Lion King, who, as you know, died like a dog in that movie. He did. Uh, very pathetic. Very weak for a king of the. You know, that's why I've always thought tigers with their strong orange strength were really the kings of the jungle. I think, <laughs> you know, we need a recount. I don't even know if the lion should be the king of the jungle anymore. It's totally making the jungle so weak. So weak. It's a real disgrace. But it's, it's uh, Martin Lawrence King's birthday, which is a very important day. So I thought, what better way to honor. honor uh, you know, we call him Dr. King, but I think he might have been more of a Jill Biden doctor than like sort of a strong, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Doctor Oz type of doctor, who's obviously a very strong doctor. So, uh, but we honor him today by doing strong podcast. You know, I think if he was here, he would say, please, sir, do your podcast. Don't mind me. I'll have my birthday cake a little bit later. Do your strong podcast. So thank you. Uh, Marvin King, we appreciate it and uh, we respect it. Well, it's, it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and also it is, um, you know, however you pronounce it, I think he'd be okay with it. It's also Michelle Obama's birthday today. I don't know if you knew that. Why would I know that? I don't I even know my own wife's Well, I don't know my own wife's birthday. I'm certainly <laughs> not going to know the birthday of a uh, racist, illegal president traitor like Hussein Obama. Uh, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't surprise me that they would try to steal uh, Michael King's birthday, you know, try to say, oh, it's look, uh, can we also have the birthday, sir? And I would say no. If they asked me, I would have said, pick a different day, Michelle Endigayo Cello, pick another, another one, because it's not today, not today on Matt King's birthday. Matt King Cole, remember, he was also a singer. He did the strong singing, Matt King Cole. And, uh, you know, he was just a talented, talented guy. We miss him. We miss him very much. Do you think um, you, you think Michelle Obama changed her birthday to to steal Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday? You know, almost, what I was, a, I, almost a sneeze. Almost. Well, you know, almost, but too strong. Too strong to sneeze. <laughs> Sneezing is for the weak. I fought it and the sneeze said, sir, we're not going to go out like this. And I said, no, you're not. No, I think, well, the left will let you change anything. You want to change your gender, your name, you know, anything you want. So I, I don't think it wouldn't shock me at all if Michelle Endegaocello was saying, oh, yes, we're going to change birthdays. I want to I want to link myself to Mitch King and be as strong as he was on peace he was very very pro-peace by the way but he was a lot of people don't know this he was very pro-peace but he also wanted you to be tough okay the left doesn't talk about that they don't talk about his speech when he said you know what we need strong filibuster we need the filibuster because we need strong strength and nobody ever talks about that nobody ever talks about it well, I think you have to be tough if you're fighting for for racial equality. There have to be some sort of toughness if you're, uh, you know, fighting for something. You don't think so? You know, really, for you know, he would. He was. I'd like to think that uh, 
Michael Jordan King would be a, a strong supporter of Blacks for Trump. You know, I could see if he was alive today, I think he'd be at our rallies wearing a Blacks for Trump shirt <laughs> saying, I have an even better dream now that Donald Trump is our strong president. I had a an OK dream, but now I have an even better dream. And I think he would be out there wearing a Blacks for Trump shirt, strong and proud. Uh, but, you know, he also wasn't, you know, maybe tough like the bikers for Trump. You know, he fought, you know, in courts and with marching. And that's, you know, you need that. You need that. He, no, he did a, his peaceful protest, you know, was sort of similar to the January 6th peaceful <laughs> protest. So I think very similar. You know, I think he got inspired by the January 6th <laughs> protests. So he was inspired. How how would that be possible for him to be inspired by something that happened before your peaceful protests? You know, I was watching The Matrix Resurrections <laughs> on HBO Max. No, Resurrections, Mike. Resurrect. No, no, Resur. Okay, go back. Once again, I just lost another TV to big game Mike Pence. <laughs> Ran right into it with his evangelical erection. He said, uh, mate, yeah. Keanu Reeves erections? No, no, Matrix resurrections. And there's a lot of timeline things. So on a t- I think if you look at the sort of physics and the timelines and you study uh, strong streaming programs, uh, multiverse, they sometimes call it. Sometimes they call it a multiverse. Okay, sometimes you see a movie in the multiplex. Right. Sometimes you're in a multiverse. And I think there could be timelines where MLK was sort of, you know, saw the January 6th peaceful protest and said, we've got to do that too. And I think so. It's, you know, it's, it's probably above your pay grade tech stuff. I get it. But, you know, elite people like me understand it. Well, you said uh, MLK Jr. Uh, might have been a, a black for Trump at your rallies. Uh, I think he definitely would have been. And he's also, I like to remind uh, Dan Jr., a lot better of a junior than Dan Jr. Trump. Okay, he was one of the weakest juniors, you know? If I could adopt Junior's cheesecake and replace it, replace my so-called son with a nice slice of made in New York Junior's cheesecake, I would call that Junior. I would call it Chocolate Moose Cheesecake Junior. Will you let him get married at Mar-a-Lago if he wants to? Well, he's got to pay like any other customer. <laughs> okay. And we'll add, we'll add on a chinless bitch uh, sur- surcharge. <laughs> the tax. An extra $50,000 $50, because of your weak chin. And also, uh, but that can be discounted 15% if Kim Gargoyle uh, gargles, uh, <laughs> you know, the Trump creamsicle. Now... Gargoyles uh, talking- gargling. How about that for a title? I don't think Apple, you know, Apple radical left tunes probably wouldn't like that one. They probably wouldn't. So anti-free speech. Now you had a, uh, a rally this past weekend um, in Arizona. Is that correct? Uh, very strong in there. Yes. Arizona is, you know, they're so upset about getting their election stolen. They're some of the angriest Trump supporters we have. Now we're going to get to some of your statements in a minute, but I, I heard this and I'm shocked. I want to know what your thoughts are. Uh, QAnon thinks that you were not at the rally in Arizona. It was either a body double or it was JFK. And I want to know what your thoughts are. Uh, okay. First of all, JFK Jr. 
Okay. JFK Please respect, okay. respect okay. the QAnon story. Respect it. You know, it's a big, we're dealing with a lot of juniors, by the way, today. Junior's <laughs> Cheesecake, uh, you know, Malcolm, Malcolm King Jr., Malcolm Jamal Warner, uh, Junior's Cheesecake, and my pathetic son, Dan Jr. Now, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's pretty crazy. Were you at the Arizona rally? I know I was there very strongly, very pet. And you see no tie. I wasn't going with the tie. I was letting the people know that I'm ready to fight because I'm not even wearing the red tie right now because I took the red tie off because if any radical left people come up to me, I'll strangle the crap out of them using the red tie. No, so doesn't. I, well, I'm I was sorry. there, but I, excuse me. I think I, w- I was there. I was there very strongly. And on top of that, what was so sad is I think what the radical left has done to our country and to our great supporters by stealing an election and destroying our country so quickly. I think it's making some of my supporters a little bit crazy. I think they're going a little bit cuckoo, okay, for Cocoa Puffs, which is also what I call African-American children. And I think it's a sad thing. And I think it's a disgraceful thing. You call excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse, excuse me. And I saw these people, they're, they're so distraught. That's a good word. They're so distraught <laughs> that they are starting to believe things that aren't true. And I almost feel sympathy for them. But no, it was me there. And they know, they know it was me. You know, maybe a few people don't know it, but they, you know, and they also, it's like, I think they're probably wondering how can this 75 year old be so strong and charismatic? You know, maybe it's, it's gotta be fake, which is sort of a compliment. But I think there was over 10,000 people on Twitter that shared this QAnon rumor or theory that it was JFK Jr. or a body double. You're not going to think that's a little that's a little nuts. These 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 quote unquote your supporters think no, that. No, no, excuse me. I said it's a little crazy, but I, okay. it's the radical it's the radical left's fault when you distra- excuse me when okay. you steal an election and it was stolen like a dog, and then you destroy the country like a dog. People will go crazy like a dog, and then they'll start tweeting like a dog and believing crazy things like a dog. <laughs> By the way, have you seen The Power of the Dog on Netflix? I have not. Is it good? I haven't seen it either. I'm ignoring it like a dog. Yes. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Euphoria it was one of your favorite shows season one. Season two has come out. I saw the, the first episode. What are your thoughts? Lots of penis in the first episode. I want to know your thoughts on that. You know, I can't, you know, Mike Pence just ran in and I don't have anything to say to him. You said penis. You said the magic word. I don't, I wanted to say, no, no, Mike, he said, but you said it, you said it. So Mike, you can stay for a minute, put your pants on, but you can stay. Uh, well, there was a lot of cock in the first episode, a little too much, but I will tell you this. And I watched episode two already. So I'm ahead of you as always. I'm ahead of the tech stuff. I'm you more are. tech than the tech stuff people. <laughs> There's a character. Her name is Cassie. Okay. She is a, a beautiful blonde with great legs. And let me tell you something. If I could go into the multiverse 
and go speak to Ivanka's plastic surgeon when she was, you know, when we took her in for her 14th birthday to get the D cups. Yes. You know, why let God do his work when you can do it faster and more strongly? <laughs> I would have said, there's this young woman, very nice. Her name's Cassie and she's from the town of Euphoria. <laughs> and I plan on making her a, a Mrs. Trump one day. Could you just give Ivanka the Cassie? That Cassie is, package. That is how strongly I feel about Euphoria. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of uh, LGBTQ. There's a lot of people of color. And it's almost too much to watch. All the radical left and, and everything. But then you get a glimpse of Cassie <laughs> who is not afraid of showing us what the world gave, what the what the, our great Christian God gave her. She is a very talented woman. I hope she listens to the podcast, but that gets, she gives me euphoria, I think is what I would say. And I would, I will never rank anybody above Ivanka, but if I were to say, and you know how I feel about stupid Lauren Boebert, but if we have any running for the next Trump wife at the Yuppies at the end of this year, Euphoria Cassie, Euphoria Cassie, which almost sounds like a, like a foreign name. And, you know, I wouldn't like that. But Euphoria Cassie, uh, remember they used to have a company that made watches called Casio? Yeah, it still exists. That's what yes. I think. That's what I, well, we'll see. That's what I think of her. When I see her, I go, oh, and I call her Casio. So uh Ivanka's place is safe but it's never been less safe than it is when it's Sunday night on HBO Max and your president is maxed out at 2.75 inches <laughs> because Casio oh my uh yeah I saw the first episode you're correct you are ahead of me and it, it the first episode ended extremely violent so uh, I'm really excited to see the second episode hopefully I could check that out well, I actually I thought the ending of the first episode was it was what I call peaceful protest <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for anyone but if you saw it, that's a great great observation <laughs> Uh, anybody listening to this, if you you know you should look, you should watch the first two episodes of season two of Euphoria. Maybe we could we can do like a recap show. I think that's popular with the kids. We could do hey, a recap. That, that could be a Euphoria. bonus episode, a recap and, of Euphoria. And maybe Cassie could be a guest on the show and possibly come to Mar-a-Lago and Cassio at Mar-a-Lago, and then all of a sudden, Milano is Bio because Mrs. Trumpo is Cassio. <laughs> Bars. Bras. <laughs> now, Mr. President, I, I do want to get into the, the Trump rally. But before that, I just want to we have awesome sponsor there. They're our ride or die sponsor. And it's betonline.ag. I don't know if you've been on any. Uh, I don't know if you've been on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. They covered by a lot. And uh, you would have been a, a big winner on betonline.ag. Did you bet it all can this I, weekend? Can I tell you what I did? Yes. Tell me. I did the four the four QB MAGA white power parlay, which was I bet on Joe Burrows, Tom Brady, uh, handsome but not as handsome as me, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then my one time friend who got the stiff arm from Stormy Daniels, 
And then he became the Secretary of State of Georgia, Ben Roethlisberger. And Two, I three, the four. MAGA. But, well, but that's, as you know, on a parlay. Yeah. The MAGA, the MAGA white power quarterback parlay, it was just like he ruined it in Georgia. Roethlisberger ruined the parlay. So I hope he, hope he enjoys retirement and that he sees John McCain and Colin Powell very soon. It's a strong first half. And then uh, Pittsburgh couldn't hang in the second half. But uh, betonline.ag, that's what we use to bet. And in New York, you can bet now. Bet online would like to wish everyone a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. Uh, the new year, new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. They will match 50% of what you put in on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. Guys, NFL playoffs, so excited. You want to do this. Promo code CLNS50. 50% welcome us 50% more money than you put in only on your first deposit from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, all your gambling needs. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts BetOnline.ag. I'm sorry to hear about that parlay. It must have been very exciting last night's game because uh, three out of four in a parlay, no matter how much you put on it, you got really good odds. Well, you know what made it feel a lot better? What? Watching Euphoria and seeing Cassie. <laughs> I was just going to say Cassio. <laughs> now, President Trump, I want to get into your rally. There, There's an article that came out about some things that you said and we're totally false. I, I'd like for you, because the press and New York Times, I know you're, you're not a fan of the New York Times, but uh, uh, the full name, said, the full name is obviously the failing, failing New, New York Times. Times. Um, I'm just going to quote you. You said the left is now rationing life saving therapeutics based on race, discriminating against and denying uh, denigrating that's a big word for you just denigrating uh, white people to determine who lives and who dies if you're white you don't get the vaccine if you're white you don't get therapeutics and um near the failing new york times says there is no evidence that white americans are being denied access to vaccines or treatments i mean i got my vaccine when i wanted it um what is your evidence here for that well you're a questioner right uh yes i am Okay, well, a lot my of wife support... isn't. She got her vaccine. Okay, too. well, you know, women and children first. We respect that, <laughs> even if we don't like the people. You know, Titanic rules. But uh, I will say, as a Kushner, you know, a lot of my strong supporters wouldn't consider you white. Okay. So That's fair. I, yeah, I don't think you made a good point there. What am I if I'm not white, though? You know, <laughs> is Jew its own color? Well, it's, 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 you know, people look at it as just sort of not an off-white. How about that? We'll be nice. Kind of an off-white. Like, no, I think, it, you know, you're going to make me go into the Steve Bannon tweets, I guess, to explain exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's, yes, if you look at the skin tone, okay, welcome to the club. But obviously there's a strong... Clannish sort of like you're in a tribe 
and the white people like me are more than a clan. <laughs> yeah, you understand the difference? The Jewish people are, are more of a tribe, but the white people who support me are more of a clan. I don't know if that makes your argument any better. So. No, and it's true. It's true. And the word you were looking for was denigrating. It sounded like you were going to say a slur there. Because I, you know, that's, I used to think when I saw the word denigrate, I thought, can I say that? Uh, you know, let me say that. Out loud. Okay. Like I thought it meant to make somebody whiter, you know, to de denigrate. <laughs> uh, but then they said, no, sir, it's pronounced denigrate. And it means to be you know, to put somebody down and I go, well, I, I, you know, I denigrate whites and blacks, not just blacks. So <laughs> that's true. It's very strong. Uh, no, that's total false reporting. That's, that's what they're doing. They're going into our, our towns, our communities and saying, if you're white, you can't have the vaccine. You can't get it. You can't get the vaccine. You're, yeah, we're going to hold therapeutics. We're going to keep you from getting therapeutics and all sorts of things. We're going to be white. You're not right. That's what that's what the Sleepy Joe, Kokomo Harris regime is telling our great white people, our great white sharks and <laughs> our great white bands and all the other things. It's a real okay. disgrace. Here, here's another thing that you said. I'd like you to just to clear that up. He said, why did Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police reject the more than 10,000 National Guard troops or soldiers that I authorized to help control the enormous crowd that I knew was coming? And then the failing New York Times says there is no evidence that Mr. Trump ever made a request for 10,000 National Guard troops or that Speaker Nancy Pelosi rejected such a demand. Uh, the Speaker of the House does not control the National Guard. Um, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, once again, total false, total false reporting. You know this. It's I said very strongly in my, you know, after after my McDonald's order had arrived and I was watching the peaceful protest, uh, I then said, you know, somebody should get some troops down there. That's called a presidential order. No, I mean, nobody was in. Nobody was in the office at the time. But right. I said it. Okay. I said it. I said it very clearly. Mm. And Pelosi was, you know, I guess. You know, more concerned with her, her big granny titties than you know protecting our people, protecting our government. So she didn't do anything. She rejected, you know, by doing nothing, she rejected. Okay. You know, like if if you ever you ever audition for something, if they don't tell you you didn't get it, if they don't tell you you got it, guess what? You didn't get it. And she said nothing. Her silence was a disgrace. And from the fact that she won an Epi two years ago is really. If I if I ever came close to apologizing for something, it would be for giving Pelosi an epi. An epi. The last thing I want to ask you that you said, you said, uh, I quote, so we lost, they say, by 10,000, and yet they flagged more than, listen to these numbers, 57,000 highly suspicious ballots for further investigation. Um, one, 23,000 344 mail-in ballots were counted despite the person no longer living at that address. Little, little problem. 5,000 people appear to have voted in more than one county. And then the failing New York Times says, Mr. Trump lost the state of Arizona by about 10,500 votes. Uh, but this claim of tens of thousands of fraudulent votes is baseless 
These figures are based on a report by Cyber Ninjas, a company Republicans hired to examine voting in the state. A very strong group, Cyber Ninjas, you know, and I actually think they trained. <laughs> Sounds they fake. Tra- well, I think they trained uh, at BB Dojo before he went radical left. So, you know, they're a very tough group and they were very accurate. So, you know, the failing New York Times, what do you want the failing New York Times to do? They're failing. And they're total radical left. They're in the pocket of Sleepy Joe. You know, they're in this pocket like like butterscotch candies, like the old man that he is. Here, have a Werther's and have a failing New York Times because I have both of them in my pockets. And it's a it's it's a there was it's a total fraud. I think it might have been even millions of votes that were fake. Millions. Mm. Okay. Well, um, Sad situation happened at a Texas synagogue, but luckily everything, uh, there was a happy ending there. None of the hostages uh, were killed. I don't know if you uh, heard of this man, Malik Faisal uh, Aliram. Um, he is uh, from England. He held hostages for 11 hours and then he was killed. It hasn't come out yet if he was shot or he killed himself. Uh, what are your thoughts on this um, hostage situation at a Texas synagogue? Uh, at first, when I heard there was a synagogue way hostage, I said, <laughs> you know, it sounds like it might just be another peaceful protest from some Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And so I said, let's wait for all the facts. It's you know, the radical left, they don't want to wait for the facts. They don't want to do the counting. They don't want to do anything. But I said, let's wait. It might just be a peaceful protest at a Texas synagogue. I didn't even know they had synagogues in Texas. I didn't even know. Not Did Probably you know? not many. Probably not many. And probably a lot of them are in Austin. Well, uh, you know, we respect Steve Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I didn't know he was Jewish, but okay, he's tough. I give him, he's almost... You know who is Jewish? Goldberg. It was <laughs> no. almost like the, he was like the bigger Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was very and dry. by the way, all three of us, I think, are Hall of Fame wrestlers. How about that? <laughs> How about that? And they say I'm anti-Semitic and racist. Okay, well then why am I why am I such strong Hall of Fame teammates with Stone Cold Steve Auschwitz and <laughs> Goldberg? Okay. Why why is that? Why is that the I case? I think it's Steve Austin, not Auschwitz. Oh. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, we always have these. We get it. You can potato, potato. You can pronounce it how you want. But uh, I think that uh, once we found out that he had a very complicated foreign sounding name, I said, kill the bastard. And it looks like that's what happened. So we have great respect for our Jewish friends and the country of Israel. And we uh, we're happy that this. England, who, by the way, we defeated in a war. Not a lot of people know that, but we defeated them very strongly. So I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, and we had to know you have a guy with a radical terrorist name coming from a country that we defeated in war 50 or 60 years ago. And nobody stopped him. Sleepy Joe said, right this way, right this way to our come to our temple of doom. In 
in Texas. Okay. You'll eat the bugs, you'll eat the monkey brains, and maybe you'll even take some hostages. And that's what we have under Sleepy Joe. We have Sleepy Joe and the Temple of Doom. How about that? How about that? <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you this. The last time there was... You better a- get ready to nominate this episode for great <laughs> episode of the year. That's all I'm saying. It's a very strong episode. People are saying also the first episode of the year. So we are on a roll for 2022, Mr. President. But I wanted to ask you, the last time there were hostage, hostages taken in a synagogue, it was done uh, by an American, by a far-right American. And I don't remember... Uh, Dan Jr. tweeting anything. I don't remember anyone in the Republican Party tweeting anything, but once there was found out that the person's name was Malik Faisal, uh, Twitter blew up with Republicans tweeting against this this terrorist. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Shouldn't it just be the violence against Jewish people and not who does the violence against Jewish people? Okay, first of all, you have your facts wrong. It was the Pittsburgh synagogue and there were no hostages that person killed many people but no hostages <laughs> okay my, my oh, it's a t- excuse my, me it's a t- you're saying hostage and i'm saying no no you just did strong second amendment uh whereas in this case it was hostages by a radical islamic terrorist it's a it's a t- it's called terrorism it's very scary and uh that's why we spoke out strongly against it i don't i don't see the question but the one in pennsylvania don't you think if you held hostages and no one was killed except the person who held the hostages versus a person uh, coming in, killing people, and then that person stands trial, what do you think is the worst situation? People dying or, or the only person dying being the terrorist? Well, it turns out, okay, Robert Bowers was his name. Okay, and I'm not I'm not going to pretend that this guy is as good as somebody like Roy Dan Hollander, who's obviously a show legend, but he was injured. He was injured by gunfires. And then he was he's been charged with many counts of murder. So I don't see the problem. I don't know why I have to tweet. I just tweeted Dan Jr. tweeted yesterday about this radical Islamic terrorist, which the left won't report on. And I'm not sure the problem. I think. Both were terrible situations. One was just a 46-year-old kid who got misled. 46-year-old kid? You know, um, got misled by the fake news and did some bad things. But in this case, we have a a disgraceful foreign-born radical left Islamic terrorist who scared four people for many hours. Okay, I see your point now. All right. <laughs> point taken, Mr. President. Thank you. Um, there is oh, a excuse bat- me. Yes. He held hostages for 11 hours. That's like you could watch. It's 11 episodes the- of Euphoria. <laughs> it's a whole oh, season. Could, well, no, no, no. That's not scary at all. That's euphoric. <laughs> but no, you could watch all the Final Destination movies. Imagine that. Imagine how scared you'd be if you were 11 hours watching all those movies. And that's what this guy did. And that's why he's much worse than the 46-year-old young man, getting emotional, who you know, simply made some mistakes at the, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Temple. And we, we, were, we remember it, and it was very sad as well. But I think it's a totally different thing. And that's why 
you didn't see conservatives tweeting as strongly at, at, at that as opposed to this one when he had a weird name. You know, when you have a weird name and dark skin, yeah, it's it's scarier than even murder. <laughs> okay, I, I understand. Uh, those triggers, sensitive fingers on there. They're very sensitive. I, I get it. So uh, no worries. Um, Mr. President, you, you're having a war of words with someone, I think, who used to be your ally, uh, Ron DeSantis. You and him are, are trading insults. Um, he did insult the way you dealt with COVID, and now he says he will not keep his mouth shut about you anymore. What are your thoughts on Ron DeSantis? What are your thoughts on the future of your beef with him and your thoughts going into 2024? Ron DeSantis is as disloyal a piece of shit as it has ever walked this earth. This guy was polling in like the single digits. And then I showed up and said, endorse Ron DeSantis. And all of a sudden he becomes the nominee and then the governor. And he's been trying to be me. Okay. He's been trying. It's like single white female with this guy. <laughs> he's trying to be Trump and he can't be because he has no charisma. He's a sour voice. No charisma, no talent. And all he's done is copy me. His, his plan has been, sir, I'm just going to say what you say, sir. And it's worked because I'm a political genius and one of the great politicians we've ever had. And one of the great people, by the way, as well. But now DeSantis all of a sudden thinks, oh, I can do this. I'm talented. And it's like, no, you're not. And if he tries to step to me, in the Republican prime, if he tries to challenge, in, which I'm not running for yet because of federal election laws, we want to keep raising strong money and we'll decide once we've paid off all our legal bills. But if he runs against me, what I did to Jeb Bush, remember low energy Jeb? Yep, I remember him. It's not going to be so low energy what I do to Ron DeSantis because he's shorter than Jeb. He's even dumber than Jeb. And I would say he's even lower energy than Jeb. So what you're going to see is a very strong, vicious, peaceful protest beat down of Ron DeSantis if he tries to get on a debate stage with me. And it will be the worst mistake he's ever made in his life. I will murder him peacefully <laughs> and then probably bang his wife after his funeral. So if he wants that, if that's what he wants, if he's stupid enough to try and get that, go ahead, go ahead. Do you think other Republicans would have his back over yours? There are rumors of that as well. Oh, no, they, please. He'll never get close enough to me for anybody to change their mind. They're going to be with me, and then they're going to see him get destroyed, and they're going to say, thank God we stayed with Trump. Okay. Powerfully. Very powerfully. No, not very. No, you, you, obviously, you're not the same text. I made a very clear explanation last year of strong, strong strength, very strong strength, and there's powerful and there's very powerful. I don't need to use very powerful on Ron DeSantis. Okay. He just gets powerful. That's I can dispense with him with regular strength, powerful Trump. Now, before we get to our last story, uh, we have 
some bonus episodes coming out this month. We have a, a, a great bonus episode uh, coming up with uh, the anniversary of your inauguration. Um, we had our, our live episode earlier this month. Uh, movie reviews. Join the Patreon. Movie, if you movie reviews are already up. And I think yes. that I think I don't think I've ever done stronger movie reviews than I did this. Encanto and the tragedy of Black Beth. <laughs> this Macbeth, but uh, my oh, son's a black. huge my 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 son's a huge fan of Encanto. He really likes it. Movies, been watching it over and over again. He really uh, loves as it. L- as long how old is he? Uh, he's four and a half. Well, I'll allow it. Okay. Older than eight, I'd start to question it. Okay, uh, it's patreoncom mpga patreon.com slash mpga sign up whatever level is good for you i'd say start at five and uh binge all those bonus episodes and then you're gonna say i want more and then you know what we've had a lot of upgrades this past week people going from the five to the ten from the 690 to the ten people want those live episodes people want to hear trump traditions so sign up now patreon.com slash mpga and you know what that's not for you at least leave a rating and review on itunes and uh subscribe to the youtube page and again, it's patreon.com slash MPGA. Last story I want to talk to you about, uh, great tennis player. Some maybe argue one of the best of all time on his way to uh, having the most titles of all time, uh, Novak Djokovic. He was deported from Australia, no vaccination, can't play in the Australian Open. What are your thoughts on this? As you know, other than golf is my favorite sport, but my second favorite sport is also a very country club elite sport called tennis. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy tennis. I'm very good at it, by the way. And what happened to No Black, you know, is a total (laughs) disgrace because I think what happened was he's a great champion. And I think when they see his name is No Black Djokovic, they go, that sounds racist, sir. And it's like, no, it's called culture. It's called this culture. Doesn't mean the same thing in his country. Okay. You know, I think he probably speaks the same, the same language as melatonin. And, you know, I remember when we were at Roger Stone's party with his wife and melatonin got involved as well. You know, she's not Roger Stone's wife, but she was, you know, sort of partaking in a little bit of enjoyment. And she would say no black, you know, during when the different men were coming up. So I think that guy's name was no black as well. He was a tall African-American gentleman. And so in these weird Transylvanian Slavic countries, no black doesn't mean what it means in our country. So I think the radical left in Australia and here, I said, oh, no black, that's racist. We have to ban him. We're going to pretend it's about vaccines and rules but we really want to do cancel culture. So I think it's, it's very sad what's happened to, to no black. And, uh, you know, I wish him well, I hope he gets, you know, obviously he's left Australia where he's their greatest champion of all time. Uh, so that's, they're costing themselves. They're ruining the sport, cancel culture, totally unfair. If I was no black, I would have stayed in Australia and I would have bombed the hell out of the tennis stadiums. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have said, nobody can play now. How about that? How about that? Do you like tennis? How would you like to never see a tennis court again in Australia? See, 
Mr. Pretz, I'm kind of be on your team on this one. I understand football, basketball, the players are, are so close to each other during competition, but tennis, you are, you're more than social distance from the person you're playing against. I don't understand why the players must be vaccinated if uh, they're really not in contact with each other during, during playing. I know. And I think that's a great point. And the fact is, so what if every other tennis player there followed the <laughs> rules? You're, bring, you're making a great point. So what if every other person in the whole organization, in the stadiums, every other player followed the rules? No black said, no, thank you. And they're punishing him for it. And it's, it's a total disgrace. It's so yeah. sad to see. Well, also, you know, one of the best, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And whoever wins that tournament, people are going to say, well, you didn't really beat the best because he was deported. So very sad for tennis. And by the way, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good movie with DiCaprio, the deported. Uh, it's the, the departed, not the deported, but that could okay, be uh, one, one of these days. You'll get the pronunciation. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but we wish we wish uh, no black the best of luck. And I hope that, you know, the weak French will probably keep him out as well. But hopefully uh, he'll be able to go to England. And I tell you what, if the United States at the U.S. Open wants to keep him out, I think you're going to see a lot of very angry protests from people who've never played tennis and probably called tennis players the F word, but doesn't matter. They're going to be very upset and fighting strongly for no black. In fact, you'll probably see some of the play, some of the, some of my supporters, there holding signs that say no blacks. <laughs> uh, let, let's, let's hope we, we don't see those supporters holding those signs. Cause I don't know if they would take that uh, for, for Djokovic or for, for another cause, to be honest. Well, with you. you know what? Flushing Meadows is very close to Long Island. So <laughs> I don't be surprised if you see thousands of strong patriotic Serbian tennis fans show up. Well, we, we, we shall see. Um, Mr. President, uh, once again, appreciate spending time with us uh, week in and week out. Um, check uh, out strong, the pa- excuse yes. me, strong in and strong out. Strong in and strong out. My apologies. Uh, everyone, again, check out the Patreon. Sign up for a level and check it out. You will, you will not be upset with the content. Patreon.com slash MPGA. I uh, want to thank betonline.ag. Check them out to for all your gambling needs, Vegas casino games, and plus betting on the NFL playoffs. Um, I have some dates coming up. Um, February 10th, uh, I will be at uh, Stafford Springs in Connecticut at 7 p.m. Uh, Friday night, I will be at the Water's Edge, and that is a 7.30 p.m. show. Um, Saturday, the 12th, I will be at Fairfield comedy club. And that is a 7 PM show. And the 13th and 14th, I will be at the Borgata casino for super bowl weekend, Sunday and Monday, 8 PM shows. So, um, Connecticut and Jersey for that weekend. So check out a show if you're in town and, um, Mr. President, the floor is yours. Thank you. Hey everybody. It's JL big shows coming up. Uh, Chicago Improv, January 27th, San Jose Improv, February 2nd, Flappers in Burbank, February 6th, 
wise guys just outside of Salt Lake City at Jordan Landing in Utah, February 10th. Um, and you can catch me probably watching David Copperfield in Las Vegas on February 8th. Nice. Uh, you can catch me at Utah jazz games, February 9th and 11th. <laughs> um, so yes, big trip coming up for me. Hope to see, uh, my Chicago, California, and Utah fans, uh, out there in, in big numbers need you to be there in big numbers. Uh, Boston date added for me at city winery in July. So, uh, yeah, just circle the month of July. I'll be there. It's it'll be here before you know it. it's like the 19th strain of COVID and uh go listen to righteous pk podcast my other podcast if you're if you're bored or looking for something else to listen to a few good episodes recently and other than that um special should be uh probably available for pre-order either in february or march working out many different details and pitches so still a lot up in the air but you'll be able to at least pre-order it before the spring that i feel confident in so Hopefully you made it through this episode and are still listening. And uh, if you are, thank you and God help us all.